Ezekiel 33, verses 1 to 9. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, speak to your people and say to them, If I bring the sword upon a land, and the people of the land take a man from among them and make him their watchman, and if he sees the sword coming upon the land and blows the trumpet and warns the people, then if anyone who hears the sound of the trumpet does not take warning, and the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself. But if he had taken warning, he would have saved his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet so that the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any one of them, that person is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from his way, that wicked person shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, that person shall die in his iniquity, but you will have delivered your soul. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, so we are in Ezekiel, and by God's good and gracious order, we have Will Kynes. Uh, once again, uh, uh, you know, Will, not long ago, you actually taught a Covenant Institute course on uh, prophecy and poetry. Mm-hmm. So mm, I did, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm grateful to not be. We didn't look at this particular. These. Yeah, we didn't look at this particular passage uh, in that class, but it w- had a lot of fun with some people from Christ yeah. Covenant. A couple of Johnson Ferry folks were with us too. Come on, uh, shout, JF. Just wrestling yeah. with yeah, with uh, prophecy and poetry in the Old Testament. So, also recently, I was uh, with you on ODR, and we were looking at Malachi, and now we're jumping into yep. a few chapters from Ezekiel here. Some yeah. great. Passages. All the easy ones. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, but Ezekiel, one of the reasons why I think this is so helpful for us to think about now is that on Sundays we've been going through John 10 and the imagery that Jesus uses to describe himself as the good shepherd who cares mm-hmm. for his sheep. And these particular passages we're going to be looking at uh, over the next few days here in ODR are discussing people who are not good shepherds and providing hope for yeah. the good shepherd to come. And so they're kind of setting the stage for what Jesus is going to come and accomplish that we've been thinking about on Sundays. So this one, Ezekiel, he does not pull any punches. He goes right nope. after it here. So what do you think about these verses? Yeah, you know, this this character of the watchman, is a, it's not unique to Ezekiel 33, uh, not even to... Uh, just the prophecy of Ezekiel as a whole. Um, but it's actually a, a pretty big theme throughout biblical prophecy is, uh, you know, this idea of the watchman and God's prophet as the watchman and or his prophets as the watchman. And, uh, you know, Isaiah 21, there's there's this phrase, go set a watchman, um, which then is used by Harper Lee. Um as the title of her novel. And so it's a, it's a decently, um, you know, emphasized biblical theme. And so this is actually, you know, sort of Ezekiel's charge to be a faithful watchman. And there's, you know, this, this 
interesting, uh, I guess, blueprint of God's justice system in which people are responsible for their own failure to heed the warning of God's law and of God's prophets. But if the prophets, um, and if Ezekiel specifically, is not faithful as a watchman to warn the people, then there's actually much greater judgment um, on their own heads. And, you know, this is really important because if you read much um, biblical prophecy, we find out between these big prophetic sections that they are actually, uh, you know, facing very strict opposition from false prophets who, you know, often are prophesying falsely of peace and prosperity in God's name when God is actually trying to speak through his prophets to call the people towards repentance um, and to kind of uproot the way, like uproot their status quo. And so, you know, I, I think the this is a really important theme because the the commotion, the harm, and the hurt that's caused by unjust people um, speaking falsely in God's name that is not uh, you know a phenomena that has died off. Uh, throughout mm-hmm. history, but it's actually, you know, one of the most destructive forces still today in the church is is false prophecy. It's you know people um, under the office of you know religious leadership abusing other people, and sadly that can kind of launch people into these journeys of deconstruction and leaving the church. And I think these words from Ezekiel are really interesting and helpful because it's saying, you know, people who take that route, they're still accountable for their sin and their own, you know, rebellion against God. But there's also, uh, you know, the, the accountability for their blood is on the people who misrepresented God to them. Um, it, it's the, the watchman who didn't blow the trumpet. So I don't know if you had any other thoughts on how that connects well, I think we need to be careful of thinking that, I mean, yes, the prophets are called for a particular purpose and given a responsibility, but yeah. there's a sense now in which what's being described here really could apply to any Christian uh, who yeah, knows absolutely. the truth of what is to come. Absolutely. Uh, and we might think that we can escape some of the dire warning in this passage by saying, well, I'm not saying the wrong thing. I'm just not saying mm. anything at all. But what is the watchman's failure? It's not that the watchman, like, I don't know, blows the wrong trumpet. or It's just <laughs> that he doesn't do anything. He doesn't tell people of mm. the threat to come. Yeah. Uh, and so I would say we can expand this to say that it's all of our responsibility to warn of the judgment to come. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of these passages that puts in perspective through the use of this imagery, and this is one of the things that I love so much about the prophets, is the way that they use metaphors and imagery to try and convey these deep and challenging spiritual truths to people. Mm-hmm. You know, verses one to six is just laying out, well, all right, so how does a watchman do his job? A watchman's got to look out and see when danger is coming and then let the people know that's what his job is, and then takes the turn in verse seven to nine Okay, so if that's how it works, then Mm -hmm. you as a prophet, Ezekiel, you've got that responsibility. 
I've made mm. you a watchman for the house of Israel. But I think it, it would be fair to say that every Christian now has this same responsibility that Ezekiel has to some degree uh, to warn yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. So, you know, a lot of us who've been around church for a while might have heard, you know, Christ talked about through the three offices that he fulfills, the prophet, mm-hmm. the priest, and the king. And so it's kind of bringing up the Old Testament to these three main offices of, of leadership that Christ fulfills. You know, he is the he's the king of the kingdom of heaven. He is the priest who who is the ultimate mediator between God and man. And he is the ultimate prophet. Like he he is the actual, he's not just a prophet, he's the word of God, um, which is what the prophet, you know, is carries. And so, but I think you're dead on. It doesn't just stop there. Um, you know, one thing to take away from this passage certainly is that Christ is the ultimate watchman who who comes and, you know, and offers protection and warning and, um, you know, safekeeping for people. But, you know, Christ doesn't end the story there. He actually entrusts this work to men. And so just as Christ is the great prophet, the great priest, the great king, he's now entrusted us, you know, as you said, a, a stewardship of those same offices. And so, you know, who, who does he promise to be co-heirs in his kingdom? And, and you know, it's the church. Who is does he call to, you know, bring this message of atonement and to stand between uh, the lost and between God and to invite them into fellowship as priests? It's the church. And, you know, who are to be the heralds of good news? Who are to go forward carrying the word of God? It's the church. And so I think you're dead on. Like, we can't just be like, oh, well, I'm not an abusive televangelist, so this doesn't apply to me. (laughs) Um, But that's a great word that that it's actually silence. That is, uh, it's, you know, um, I can't find the word right. Condemned. Sorry. Um, It's silence that's condemned. And that that is a, a big warning that you know we have been called into this fellowship with christ to go forward and, and to be watchmen um and to not have this attitude of am i my brother's keeper um but to actually move towards people carrying the words the good news uh, of god and so a great a great word yeah and that's one way that we can apply the sermon from sunday on jesus as this good shepherd who protects his sheep what Ezekiel is describing here is how a watchman protects the people of the city by mm-hmm. crying out the warning that the sword is coming, <laughs> so save mm-hmm. yourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. So that we can emulate, we can apply what we learned on Sunday by crying out the warning so that others might mm-hmm. be saved. Absolutely. That's a great word. Well, we'll continue on in Ezekiel 33 tomorrow. For Will Kahn's Will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465 
1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.